Don't forget your phone, keys, and wallet. Come on, you're a freaking adult. Get your shit together. together 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 okay that's right try yeah we've got an amazing episode today uh <laughs> it's <laughs> uh and we know it's gonna be an amazing episode because Corey, our guest is smiling right in our faces i'm really excited he's express yeah his, his ex- mug. it's i mean you know that's kind of what this episode is about like expressing ourselves even when you're not saying, or when you're not prompted, necessarily. Um, we're yeah. all boys here. Neil's a boy, I'm a boy. Yeah, we're all I boys. I guess we're men. I'm a boy, too. Yeah, and I'm, this a, is, I'm, I'm a dude, you're a dude. <laughs> dude yeah. Corey's a guy. Uh, we, got, we got boys, we got men, we got guys. <laughs> yeah. Bro-dogs. 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 For sure. Oh, bro-dogs. Uh, I think we yeah. all can relate to the difficulties of being a man or like expressing ourselves as a man. Um, so we have Corey to help us understand how to best express <coughs> ourselves, how to, how to best express our sensitivity. Thinking about it on the way over, I'm like the, the, you know how you get the dog whisper? I'm like the, the male whisper. <laughs> Just talking to guys about our feelings and stuff like that. Speaking of speaking of uh, dogs, that reminds I was thinking on the cab ride here. I was thinking about this article that I read recently that was about this uh, team of like terriers and dachshunds that their owners take them around New York to hunt for rats. Yeah, and they're, and they're like called rats. I forget what the uh, the acronym stands for, but it's like they they like to do it because it's like in their like inherent DNA to be like hunters. Yeah, yeah. which kind of relates back to this, right? Because it's like. There's, like, centuries of, like, masculinity where, like, guys are supposed to be, like, fucking tough and macho and strong, right? But it's not necessarily the case anymore, right? And it's kind of stupid (laughs) to be honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. 21st century, like, I think it's, I mean, it's great that we live in an environment where we no longer have to, like, prove that we're macho men. We We no longer have to be, like, like, I can cry. Yeah. On the train, which I did a month ago. What Hell movie yeah. was it? Huh? What, what movie? movie? <laughs> it was uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh. Which nice. I, I love that movie. I just to see that. That movie, so what I loved about that movie was it, I thought it was such a great representation of like a sincere, loving relationship between two guys yeah. that just like love one another as friends. And like the way that they showed up for one another in their unique kind of battles because both characters they have their own kind of like battles i think in that movie yeah and like showing up for one another in that way is pretty amazing that's great but i, uh, I had no idea that that's what it was about actually. well it's not <laughs> really like that's not that's really that's 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 more of like their, yeah. like the character development and the acting is like incredible that's yeah great. just the way that they interact with one another like the the 
Did you have? Did you ever have that type of relationship with anyone growing up? Like, what, what's yeah. your what's your background on sensitivity? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. my That's background. <laughs> um. So I read this book when I was in middle school called Wild at Heart, and uh, it's a it's a Christian book. Uh, so like my background uh, as a Christian, which is Weird for me to say. I don't typically like tell a lot of people because there's like all this, I think, association with that, which I'm really hesitant about because I don't want to be associated with a lot of things that so much have so much has been associated with Christians nowadays. But anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. The book is kind of like talking about the the identity of men, and even in middle school, and you can even take the God element out of it. I think a lot of the things that the author, John Eldridge, talks about in the book are things that I've experienced to be true with a lot of my male relationships, regardless of if they are atheist, agnostic, Jewish, Muslim, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, all of these things are kind of true. What things? So the the core things are like having a a beauty to fight for, an adventure to live, and um, like a battle. Mm -hmm. Every guy needs a battle and like someone to fight for. Um, I've just experienced those things like throughout my life and those things have always been kind of true. I found whether guys are aware of it or not. And so like eventually in high school, I started going to this men's group um, with my school where like after school, we would just meet together for coffee and cigars and just a bunch of guys just like talking and hanging out. Sometimes it would get emotional. We'd talk about hard stuff. Sometimes we'd just hang out and shoot the shit. And then there's another men's group that I went to where it was like mostly older older guys, like in their forties and fifties, thirties, whatever. I was like the youngest guy there, like being a teenager. And I think what I learned during that experience is like those things that I read about in that book, they're so true. I mean, I could I would hear these, and essentially what the men's group was is these guys would come together and they'd like watch a clip from a movie like Braveheart or Saving Private Ryan or Band of Brothers or whatever, and then they would like discuss those clips in kind of like small groups. And then what would happen is you get all these men that like get really emotional and like vulnerable with one another talking about like what that clip meant to them or whatever. And more often than not, you'd hear a lot of guys just, like, talking about their experience, typically with their fathers. Like, I listened to, like, guys that had been in the Army, like, in Vietnam, seeing, like, horrible things. And they would, like, cry as they talked about how, like, they never heard I love you from their father. Mm. Like, or or they heard, um, like, one of the best moments in life was when, like, this one guy's dad... On his deathbed, said I love you for like the first time. Jeez, and the wow. guy like telling me that story, he's like obviously super emotional as he's telling me the story. And uh, so like so that being kind of my background and going to undergrad, like also having some men's groups that I was part of. And so like in terms of me feeling comfortable like talking with guys like about that hard stuff, like it's kind of like my, my bread and butter. Um, <laughs> And I think that's what's, like, really important to me. I think one of the things I was thinking about on the way over was, like, what I have my own thoughts, but as a question.
question to you guys. Like, what would you say is the social currency for men nowadays? Like, in terms of our value and our identities and, like, how we relate with other guys. Like, what are those things that you kind of, like, here, here are my trophies. You know, like, this yeah. is why I'm a man. In terms of, like, family or just in general? Like, Anything. Yeah. So, like, what are the things that, like, well, okay, so I'll, I'll uh, uh, I think more often than not, it's, like, how much can you drink? Yeah. How many women have you slept with? Yeah. You know, yeah. What's your, how much money do you make, your job or your car? Or, like, suspensive shit. Actual currency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or actual currency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, what are the, uh, those things that, like, give you, feel like you've made it as, like, a guy and you're feeling, like, validated as a man or you're feeling confident in yourself, hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's definitely the things you said, money's and, like, your job, mm -hmm. uh, whatever success is, like, you're, like, and I feel like it, how assertive you are, like, how confident you are, mm -hmm. like, that in itself is kind of, like, a currency, it's, like, how you carry yourself, like, how... Like how aggressive you are. Yeah, like yeah. how how loud you can make your voice in the room. You know, mm -hmm. like I feel like that is something I equate with like what men like view as manliness. You mm -hmm. know, it's like I totally agree with that. Like how loud you can be is almost like I feel like that applies to not only men but women. Oh yeah, and like sure. when, yeah, yeah. when when that like I guess assertiveness as a currency from as a male currency has sort of trickle like you know when women are called bitches mm -hmm. or like being or like really if mean they're if they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh yeah. it's it's I, I find it to be like kind of interesting that this form of currency is them manning up mm -hmm. as women mm -hmm. um and even manning up as as men you mm -hmm. know like i don't know i just i feel like that shouldn't be the case. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe we should have, like, calm and collective yeah. conversations. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe we don't always yeah. have to, like, uh, you know, outburst and be the most aggressive person in the room. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wish we lived in a world like that, but it's not the case. Right. And if you're not the most aggressive person in the room in a meeting, then yeah. people aren't going to instill confidence. Yeah. It doesn't instill confidence. To other people, I suppose. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're like, rewarded, typically, in a career setting, and even in, like, a dating setting, too, when you're, yeah. like, aggressive and stuff like that. And I think that there is definitely a double standard between men and women and, like, how we show our emotions, like, Serena Williams, that oh, yeah. whole, like, uh, yeah. thing where, like, that blew up. And, I mean, she's just being real. Yeah. yeah. She's just, like, this coach is calling her out for like, cheating, and she didn't think that she cheated, and then she gets upset about it because it means a lot to her, and yeah. then, like, everyone blows up about her being emotional. It's like, dude, we, we don't have that same um, story or dialogue when, like, guys flip out. Well, not usually. Not in the same way. Like, it's, yeah. it's a different narrative, but I think it's important as well to say, like, masculinity and manhood, like, I do believe that it is spectrum and I think it's taken me a long time to get to that point where I'm just like comfortable even saying that where I'm just like yeah you know what I have a lot of feminine traits and, <laughs> I, and I love it you know what I mean because yeah. like I think more often than not guys are so like oh I gotta be you know machismo and like the, the bravado 
Bravado and stuff like that. And so they typically equate like feminine qualities with like not being a man or not being like masculine. And I think that that's like not really a healthy conversation to have. Because one of the things too that I'm going to ask is like, where do you guys feel like you learned how to be a man? And like, what does that even mean to you now? Like if you were to define it. Middle school. Middle school. Middle okay. School. Yeah, I learned, learned it. it. I learned it with my uh, from my peers. Uh-huh. You know, this is how you talk to a girl. Right. This is how you approach literally anything. You know, uh-huh. like this is how you're supposed to treat your 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 friends. You know, uh-huh. um, and I feel like that's probably because I didn't really have like uh, a strong like father figure in uh-huh. my life. So like I was just like sort of following instructions from them right. who I trusted because they did have a uh, closer father figure. Mm-hmm. So like, well, that must be how you do it. Yeah. So I'm just going to slap this girl's ass real quick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like when you don't have that like healthy father figure in your life. And what I mean by that is like our parents' generations, like we're not raised in an emotionally intelligent society you know where it was like okay to be vulnerable and to have emotions and it's like if you were emotional you definitely don't share it with anybody in public certainly not your guy friends because then they'll like um you know call you something yeah you know we all know what we're (laughs) which is not cool yeah um and uh so like and you can't you can't like give something that you've never received so if your dad was something that someone who was not emotionally intelligent themselves like you're not going to really get it from them so yeah. everyone but everyone's always looking for it you know yeah. so more often than not men are learning or boys are learning you know how to be how to be a man from movies books yeah, pornography yeah. um and like which i think everybody's got an opinion on pornography but i feel like for me personally, oh, if that is the way in which you learn how to treat women, like, holy <laughs> shit, yeah. you're in for, like, a big surprise. Because um, it's not not real, you know? Like, there's nothing intimate about it. And I think the way that pornography displays, like, relationships, it's only really, like, half the story. Obviously, there's this physical element to it, but there's so much more to it if you've had that relationship with it's- that girl where... You've expressed your yeah, emotions. It's back yeah, it's like, it's, it's yeah, you need than, a storyline. You need a good narrative. It's more than a pizza box. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, so like, so you learn it from you know all those things, or James Bond, or Rambo, yeah. or whatever movies. So it's like hyper masculine, like womanizers, yeah. um, like always strong, never emotional, never weak. Um, and I think that <clears> that's something that really appeals to me about kind of where we're at in terms of larger conversations around emotions both for men and women but huge Brene Brown fan and um, she talks about like fear is um, like showing up for your emotions and uh, fear is like uh, or courage is fear walking that's the that's the uh. statement right so um, to, to be courageous does not mean the lack of fear it's carrying on. it means pressing into your fear and going forward with it. That's nice. Um, oh yeah, super great. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. But and then, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, so yeah, those are things that like really interest me. And so when I get to talking to 
because I think relating back to that social currency thing, whenever you meet a new guy, like what do you what do you talk about first? Typically, stereotypically, it's like yeah, movies or games or sports, it's, like the yeah. ways in which we you know kind of cheat code to like connect with one another to avoid the awkwardness of like meeting surface a stranger. level stuff. Yeah, yeah. surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. But how many relationships with guys can you name where you have a heart level knowledge of their life? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, um, to share our personal story, Ari is like, you know, I've known you now for what? Three years, four years. Yeah. Something like that. And it's only just now that you and I are starting to talk about like your background with your dad and me being able to share my stuff and, uh, with my own dad. So, doesn't that suck? Like, I've known yeah, this guy for really years, suck. and I really don't know his heart, or haven't started to learn your oh, heart until shy. just now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everybody has a different, like, level of comfort with just being able to, like, be vulnerable with one another, and it really, I do think, is, like, a muscle that you have to, to work out, you know? And yeah. It, it, yeah. It takes a little while, and it takes practice and stuff like that, but um, it's not a common thing and more often than not guys are going through through life in this kind of like solo like lone wolf type of thing because they're too scared to like be vulnerable with other guys Mm -hmm. and to be like sharing our emotions because there's so much of a stigma against it which I think is like so so terrible and I'm really fortunate that I have a few guy friends that I can call when I'm having like a shitty day or I'm like really scared or emotional or whatever. And I can talk to them on the phone for like an hour, two hours. And like that is the currency that I think guys need to hold in a higher regard than just like, oh man, yeah. Dang it, Chet's so sweet. You know what I mean? Like that's, that stuff's so bullshit it's and so, uninteresting to me. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay, so really what you're telling me is like you haven't figured out your identity and you're finding your identity in women and you're also not treating them and their hearts with respect or like any sort of understanding about like their needs you're totally being selfish in the way that you're like trying to fulfill yourself and your identity and your um, validation yeah so i think that's a long rant no No. i mean that's (laughs) that's what we came here to talk about i mean besides like the whole like uh being like well built and strong and masculine like that's that sort of like currency or that expectation for men is like we get that we deal with that pretty early on because some of us don't grow tall or like yeah. some of us are just you know we don't have it in our physical dna to be like a fucking alpha male right like, with our bodies or whatever yeah. yeah but the thing about like opening up is almost like a universal guy trade how difficult mm-hmm. it is and it's like i, I want to know like i want to discuss like what's the root of that because i think it's like I think of my best friends from back home, and we're best friends because, like, I don't know, we just been, we just have a good time. We joke around a lot, but very rarely have we had like heart to hearts or actual mm-hmm. meaningful conversations. Yeah. yeah. And some some of my friends are worse than others, like in terms of opening up. But it's weird to think that like it happens so often. But those nights were like, and it it always happens too, where you get like really drunk with like one friend or something mm-hmm. like that. It takes that. Yeah. It takes a like. Five in the morning, right? Yeah. To have, like, a heart-to-heart. When you guard 30 down. beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those yeah. are, like, the best nights. And yeah. it's like, uh, maybe we should just do this more often, but we don't. And do it like... sober, too. Yeah, yeah right. Do yeah, yeah. it sober. <laughs> like, we don't need all this. What do, you, uh, what do you usually talk about? Like, 
what are the, without going into detail, like the high level topics, like when you've had those hard yeah. conversations, what are they typically about? I mean, I think it's, it's a lot like about the future, about, about women, but like on an emotional level, mm-hmm. you know, like how we got our like hearts broken or like, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, we love this girl, but she didn't want us back, you know, things oh, like yeah. that, or like, I don't know, just like. We've had yeah. those. We've had a yeah. lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you guys typically, have you gone in the past with that heartbreak? How do you deal with it? Oh, I mean. Pornography, I probably. <laughs> alcohol. Um, alcohol. Drugs. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol. Like, going escaping, out. right? Yeah, going Like, out. not actually acknowledging it. Yeah. I think more often than not, guys are, like, too afraid of dealing with, like, the tough emotions. We'd rather, like, yeah. you know be dudes like I, I heard it said once where guys are uh, waffles and girls are spaghetti which like I don't know how anyone will relate to that I somewhat relate to it in <laughs> that like so yeah, like waffles this. in terms of like we compartmentalize stuff and uh, we can like kind of like okay this is in the box that I never talk about this is labeled the don't talk to anybody about this box right yeah whereas like pasta it's all together it's and like, like things are more connected and I feel like more often than not, and this is playing a stereotype, obviously. Well, um, what do you mean by compartmentalize it, like, from uh, an emotional level? Like, yeah. What is, what's, like, an example of that? Like, I won't talk to you about this, ever. That's, like, the box that mm-hmm. I don't let anybody in. I'll let you into these boxes. Yeah. But I won't let you into that box, right? Okay. Like, so, for me, that, that box is typically, like, my relationship with my I really, I tend to not talk about it. And my relationship with my dad is great, in case you're ever listening, dad, I love you. But, um, <laughs> but like, we have our own stuff, right? Everybody has their own stuff. And uh, I think, like, there are those conversations that I won't have with people who won't value it. Because it's like, you're getting into that, like, this is my dojo. You know what I mean? And, like, you got to take your shoes off. I'm not going to tell you the story. Yeah. You know? And, like, I think guys typically will have that those those conversation buckets that they just won't talk to you about anything ever unless you're really really close to them i found that like i can talk to strangers about almost anything mm-hmm. because i don't i know that, that, that there will no longer be any like baggage right there's no shame there's no shame yeah uh is there like anyone similar like for example like a therapist for example mm-hmm Therapists are legally like they, they're not allowed to, you know, share your uh, shit. Share, share your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's a lot easier for people to uh, share their feelings and express themselves. Do you think that like we all just need that one type of person? Yeah. So like that's why. Or like, think... or do you need to like go to bars and talk to strangers? No, because I think like. There's something to be said about context and, like, knowing someone's story. And that's why, like, some of the guy friends that I have in my life where I'm, like, really close with on, like, an intimate soul level, they, I've known them for years. And they know my background. They know my story. And so because of that, they're able to kind of, like, connect the dots a little bit more. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, man, you reacted that way because that's how you were raised when you were a kid. You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like. Talking to strangers in bars can only go so far, and that's mm-hmm. why talking to therapists is helpful. Because like, once you tell them their life story or your life story, um, they can do a better job of analyzing like the manifestations 
of like present day emotions and linking that back with like past trauma. Does does that ever come back to haunt you though? No, because I think again, like that's why it's you have to be confident, confident in like the guys that you're sharing that stuff with, and like the guys that I've spoken to about like that that do not talk about Fox. I can trust them that they're not gonna like share that with everybody, and that's a mutual thing, right? Where yeah. it's like I that's why I really feel honored when men will talk to me about their stuff because it's just like, oh man, you're trusting me to mm-hmm. keep this between us. Yeah. And like, that's such a huge thing that I really respect and value. And like, again, like currency, that's, that's the stuff that's really important to me. Cause like it's, it shows trust and courage and like that you're willing to be vulnerable with me. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that's huge. You know what I mean? Is, is there a cheat code to like, <laughs> to uh, trusting people with your knowledge or like with your emotions, I suppose. So like, for example, you, you were just saying that um, it took four years for us to finally start opening up with one another. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a way to expedite that? Like, or, or, and also on average, like how long does it take for you to express yourself? Like, what is, yeah. Uh, I think is there an average? No, I mean, really depends. Like I've got like one drunken night. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, traditionally, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's the cheat code. Yeah, or yeah, I mean, it really depends. I think because everyone has a different level of like emotional intelligence or like EQ, as the cool kids say, and Mm -hmm. like, and then also everyone has a different capacity for vulnerability and like feeling comfortable with that. So like, um, I think. It really depends on that. Like sometimes I can, I'll go deep really quickly on some like soul level conversations with dudes. We can be just like driving in the car together, or um, I think it's just like establishing that rapport of like, okay, cool, this guy's like, yeah, this cool. Is Clearly not mm-hmm. like a crazy person, not gonna be like a judgmental person too. Like I think there has to be that safe space that's kind of either explicitly or implicitly like lay down, you know what I mean, where it's just yeah. like, hey, you can tell me your stuff, and it's unlikely that it's going to face me, because I've probably been through it, too, you yeah. know, and I think that's the thing that really prevents a lot of men from connecting with one another, is they think it's like, oh, man, if I told anybody, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. and like, it's that um, mold grows in the dark type thing, and like, uh, do, you, do you think that's like a result of middle school for example like the pressures like people i don't know but like in elementary school you told all your friends everything right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i mean almost everything right <laughs> yeah but like at a certain point like during puberty and whatnot mm-hmm. um especially like in middle school and high school like it just felt like it was so much harder to reach out to people mm-hmm. um because i don't know like i guess we work like everyone in middle school was still fairly uh, emotionally unintelligent, um, yeah. <laughs> and they're almost like reckless with other people's information. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which yeah. sort of like forces you to create like to draw out the bridge between uh, y- your emotions or like connecting with someone. Else. Right. I mean, so, that, I think that stems from like everybody has wounds. Yeah. That they're mm-hmm. they're dealt with. Or were dealt, um, 
you know, whether it's in middle school, high school, recently, whatever, that, like, that stuff causes you to close off, like, totally, and not trust people, because you don't want to experience that pain again. Yeah. So, like, um, those wounds go, like, super, super deep, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, I think, don't even realize that they have them. Yeah. And, like, um, so an example, uh, like, for me, like, some of the ways in which I have reacted to things, like, professional setting right where it's just like i'm dealing with this person that's kind of like difficult and it causes me to want to like take control or um to uh like yeah take control of the situation or be aggressive or just like i totally like project this story onto this person regardless of their like actual intention and i totally just like write this narrative because it's so similar to the narrative that i've experienced yeah. And like, and, and like, if you don't know that, if you don't, it, um, you know that whole quote, like, if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it, or whatever that quote is. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I get. You, you sort of get. I think yeah. it. <laughs> but but like, knowing your history is like so important, so that you can be like, oh man, like, why am I really struggling with this like relationship right now? It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. wait, it's because like I had, you know, That's I grew up funny. in a broken family. Mm-hmm. Or like was bullied in, in middle school or whatever, and that and because of that you like build up walls to protect yourself from that pain. And like yeah. that's why I think guys in particular, when it comes to relationships, we don't want to get heartbroken mm-hmm. like at all. So like safeguard ourselves. Yeah. So like we're never intimate with uh, like intimate on an emotional level and like inviting women or men like into our lives to be like hey like i'm terrified of this thing you yeah. know and like you need to know that because like more often than not like if guys are unaware they'll like be like bulls bulls in a china shop just like running around just like destroying everything and not really understanding why and really it's just like the root of that is because of some fear or thing that they accepted as true is like totally controlling them is what we're talking about synonymous with being insecure? Really oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's all it's all like connected. That insecurity yeah. and like for like a yeah, long time, yeah. Like I was really insecure a lot of times in my own like masculinity and like feeling like a man because um, when I was in high school, like I I looked a particular way, like um, like so. I, because I dress well, quote unquote, arguable, um, um, <laughs> and and like I was some uh, arguably handsome in high school, um, and the way I carried myself, like you know, apparently I talk with my hands a lot, and like I'm a funny guy, outgoing. A lot of people would call me gay, like in high school, mm-hmm. and like that made me so so insecure, mm-hmm. and um, which is really dumb, like to think that like your masculinity is attached to your sexuality. Mm. Like, it's really, like, yeah. such a tired conversation to me. But, yeah. um, and so, like, that, because of that, and, like, how I, I like, got bullied in high school, um, and, and by dudes, you know, and also by women, too. Like, oh, I feel like it, it hurts even more when, like, you have female bullies. Yeah. It's like, damn it, you know, I'm trying to, <laughs> impress you and you're totally not impressed and not only you're not impressed but you're like 
making fun of me for yeah. who I am, you know? And were I'm they making fun of you, uh, were, were the women making fun of you because you were being feminine? Yeah, like, um, yeah, like effeminate or like guys would do that too. Um, and yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that sucked for a long time. Because like, um, in terms of like my masculinity, there's definitely a lot of like feminine qualities in there that I'm actually really proud of. Because because I do think as I've gotten a little bit more mature and like read a little bit more about it, like those feminine qualities I think are some of the strongest things about my character and like why why I'm proud to be who I am, like in how I interact with people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, and again, like I don't think that these are like exclusive to men or women but like being caring about somebody and like wanting to be there for somebody i feel like these are qualities that more often than not i feel like women are much more able to like um, exemplify i guess and like be there for one another show up for one another care about one another's hearts but for guys it's just like oh no because their their identity is at stake if yeah if you know they they are perceived as weak or perceived as, you know, anything less than, like, a man. And that sucks. Because, like, that means that there are, there's depths of relationships that are being, like, untapped. Because you got all these dudes that are too afraid to be vulnerable with women. Yeah. How does that change? I mean, it's like, how, yeah, how does that change? I mean, I feel like living in New York, it's, it's all, it's, privilege that I have like it's a bit it's different in New York. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like reversed a little bit, right? Where like the social currency your values a little bit more if you are more open and comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's like people in New York hate bros, right? And yeah. it's like a it's like um backlash against them for like being this like this old stodgy traditional like we're hyper masculine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know what my point is. I'm saying like I think it's just like it's nice in New York that it's nice that it's changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sad that some dudes are just not going to change, you know? Yeah. And and they might, I don't know, that's probably not good for them, but, you know? Yeah. Well, so, like, uh, I don't know, I, I brought some, some stats. Nice. Uh, yeah. like, so, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary, um, uh, The Mask You Live In. You guys seen no. it? You've heard of it? No, oh, that's a great title. Yeah, it's um, so it's a documentary about essentially like the hyper masculine and like toxic masculinity problem in America, and yeah. it's like, oh man, if you have trouble getting emotional, you watch that documentary, and you'll be crying by the end of it. So like, why this conversation and this podcast is so important, and like why I'm so interested in this conversation is like it's a really it's a very real problem. So, here are some stats from the website for the mask you live in. Three or more boys commit suicide every day. Uh, And suicide is the third leading cause of death for boys. Boys are two times more likely than girls to flunk or drop out of school. Uh, Two times more likely to receive special education. Four times more likely to be expelled. 93% of boys are exposed to internet porn before age 18. 21% 21% of young men use pornography every day, and only 22 states require public schools to teach sex ed. And so, like, I feel like every other day we see some headline about, like, some guy killing somebody or committing suicide or going to jail for, like, horrible, 
things that I think in my head I'm just like could those things have been avoided if they had like mm. the good father figure like yeah. as a kid or good male figures in their life so to, better like, society yeah, yeah. 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 Like, they're able to just like talk and so I'm like it might be even in the, the documentary, but they, they go into prisons to like interview guys who killed people. Yeah. And they they these guys in this prison, they like get together for these kind of men's groups essentially and they talk about their emotions and you get guys that like really feel regret and like they just break down on camera because you start to hear their story, like they're raised in abusive households, their father was a drunk or their mom beat them regularly or, or whatever. Like, everybody's got a story. And that's not to excuse their actions necessarily, but it's it, you can't, like, fully understand somebody unless you understand their story. And, like, more often than not, like, guys don't feel comfortable sharing their story with people. And I think, like, that to me, like, if I were to live the rest of my life solely dedicated to, like, just helping dudes connect and like talk to one another like man that's awesome you know what I mean because like I've experienced it and I've seen it and like to feel to feel known and like accepted by like the dudes I've got in my life is like something that I would never give up like I cherish it because it's so important and like I have those female relationships too where I can like totally just like tell them everything and it's like it's such a great feeling to be known and like not judged, but I do think like it's different when you're connecting with guys, you know, because they they understand it understand a lot more intimately. Insecurities, like, yeah, yeah, just like oh, dude, you know what you're talking, yeah, about, right. Um, like we've all had that that breakup or like that fight, whether it's in high school or yesterday at work or whatever, that like really messed you up, you know, yeah. and, like when you don't have the ability to like talk about that. So I got some buddies um, that I go see movies with regularly. And uh, we have the type of relationship that's like stereotypical of guys, right? Where it's just like a lot of ribbing one another, giving one another a hard time, like joking around. And like sometimes I've had to like draw the line where I'm just like, hey, I don't like do well with that line of ribbing you know, yeah. and where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, it just takes me from like, okay, cool, everyone's having fun to like, I'm emotionally hurt, and because of that, I want to yeah. react. You know, Ooh, so, so funny. Speaking of Brian, oh yeah, yeah, I <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Brian. Brian, Brian, our friend Brian, you probably met him, but he's a, he's just like really good at pushing you to your limits. He loves to like joke on people. And, oh yeah, and it's like there, everyone's got. God, yeah. God, I hate that guy. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. We love you, Brian. We've, we've had him on the show. He's probably just had to do small talk. But, um, oh, sorry. Uh, actually, speaking of uh, ribbing, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, uh, I want to actually play you a clip. I want your opinion on... Oh, is that Bill Burr? This is Bill Burr. Oh, boy. And it stops. And everybody looks around like laughing nervously, like, oh, no. <laughs> 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 
All of a sudden, it comes back with a vengeance. You can literally hear, like, the metal the plane's made up. Like, all of a sudden, this dude, like, three rows back, starts making, like, these bitchy noises, like, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to lie. I have never been so fucking scared in my entire life. Dude, that noise is acceptable out of a female or a child. <laughs> Turn around and see a 37-year-old mustachioed male going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, the hair was standing up on my arms. I'm praying to a higher power. I don't even believe in this shit. <laughs> I just wish I had the balls to turn around and be like, dude, would you shut the fuck up? Mm. Jesus Christ, be a man. Push it down. Uh. Push it down. Deny your feelings. Act like you have answers. Do some man shit right now. Do some man shit. That's how you get people to like go and shoot at schools. 
because they've never had anybody to talk to about it. Yeah. And so, like, that's the only way by which they can, like, be seen or be known. And that's, at the end of the day, I think, that's my personal belief with, you know, a lot of these people that, like, go off and do shootings or kill somebody, like, they're desperately wanting to be known by somebody who would just give a shit yeah. about who they are and their heart and their story. And um, so in terms of to your question, like, mm-hmm. moments where you have to be a man, I think, like, oh, be a man means, like, showing up for somebody that needs you even if it's hard or um, um, she and I aren't dating anymore, but hopefully she would like agree with me on the statement. But with, with my ex, like being a man for me meant being like, Hey, like you hurt me by, by doing that thing. Or, Hey, like you are going through something that I don't feel like emotionally equipped to handle. Well, like I'm going to be there for you and like try to navigate that together um and like i think some of the the leaders that we have in our in our like whether it's fictional lives through like movies or stories or even real life people that i think that they're the they're the men that aren't afraid to acknowledge that they're afraid but they still like press into it and they're like you know i sometimes the metaphor like I feel like is really true for me in a lot of times of like we all will reach that point of just like really intense emotion right where it's you know do I quit my job do I you know do I break up with my girlfriend do we stick together do we get married um do I move whatever and it's like this event of like high intensity emotion and like adrenaline and all these hormones, fight or flight that are going on in your brain. And the metaphor that I typically will say is like, okay, you're behind a concrete wall and obviously Nazis, Nazis are shooting at you with machine guns. And eventually that concrete wall is going to disappear and then you're going to get shot. And you either need to go this way or you need to go that way. Yeah. And if you go left or right, like you still have that risk of being shot because you're getting out of your cover but you can't stay behind the wall because eventually that's going to disappear and like you're going to get killed anyway right so it's like yeah. having the courage to press into that fear and kind of like move forward and you know take that metaphorical ground emotionally or or whatever right where it's like um you know what are the things that you guys are afraid of doing even if it's in a professional setting or like the way you interact with friends or whatever, um, that every time you're just like, Ooh, I'm afraid to go there, you know, or like, I'm afraid to go there. Right. Or it's like, maybe it's a hard conversation with your boss or sticking up for your ideas in, in a worker, right. Or you're you're pitching ideas around with a creative director or whoever it is, right. Selling an idea or, Going up to the girl in a bar, like, fuck, mm. that's terrifying. And why is that, right? It's because, like, I think at the baggage. root of it, yeah, it's baggage, but I think at the root of it is, like, you don't value yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And here's an interesting thing. Well, I think it's interesting. You guys might think it's interesting. Whatever. Uh, I don't think guys, we, we don't 
place a high enough value on our hearts and on our emotions. Example, I remember I had gone on a date with somebody and it had been a few dates and I was just kind of in a place where I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm going to kind of like with the sex thing, I'm going to wait on that. Like, I want to be known. Yeah. Because for, for guys, it's kind of like, oh man, anytime that there is an opportunity, it's like, you jump on it. Because that's, that's the culture yeah. for, for men, right? And like, um, if you, have you ever flipped the narrative of kind of like, you know how it's not, it's not cool for like girls to be easy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we ever say the same thing about ourselves? <laughs> like, have you ever thought about that? Where like, it was kind of like, it was such a weird thought when I was just like, I'm really easy, <laughs> you know? Like, you know, like this, um, because like the kind of the date had gone um, such that it was like, okay, well, we didn't really have anything else to do. It was kind of towards the end of the date, and in my head, which head, um, you're thinking. <laughs> Like, okay, well, I don't, I still don't feel like I'm at a place yet where this person has, like, known me, knows me, or, like, really fought to get to know me and, like, my heart. And, um, but at the same time, she's cool, and, like, she's really pretty, and, like, we've gone on the, you know, been a couple dates or whatever, like, the, I think the knee-jerk reaction a lot of times for guys is like, okay, well, let's just, you want to come to my place or whatever? So I, I did that, and I was like, come back from home with me, and she's like, yeah. And on my way, or on our way to the train, I was like, wait, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I can't, it's, it's me. I just feel like I want to wait a little longer. And like, I don't want to do this. And she was like offended that I turned her down, which was something that I thought was interesting because I've never experienced that conversation. How, how, how far do you guys walk? Like, we went, (laughs) we went a few blocks. Okay, because I would be offended that like, I walked 10 blocks or oh, something. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't like we walked like 10 miles yeah. or like, you know, showed up outside of my apartment. And I was like, you know uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> she paid for the Uber. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, like, even still, right? So what did we just say just now? Because, like, she's walked 10 blocks, like, you should just give it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and there's yeah. no right answer there. But the conversation of just, like, we don't we don't really put a price like on our hearts and even our own sexuality, right? Like you talk about, I, I feel like there's a narrative where like women don't want to be treated like a piece of meat because typically that's how we do treat women, like you know, love them and leave them, and then you know, grill them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, God, that's all. Um, but yeah, like that's how we treat women more often than not. Is like we go through the emotions of like you know the hunt, and then you're pursuing them, and it's oh man, it's fun, it's cool, and then you have sex, and then you're just like, okay, well, see ya, yeah. and like that sucks. Like you just left somebody that like you did an emotionally intimate, physical thing with them, like you've known one another physically, and then you just like leave them. That sucks. It's not, I don't think that's how a real man treats a woman. It's not like, that's why I think it's important for guys to talk about shit like that and like to raise one another up to a particular standard of it's like, okay, are we going to be like good men and like defining what that means together? Like, how do we treat people? How do we treat women? But 
anyway, getting back to the, the, the idea, like, it, that was the first time in my life where I was like, actually, wait a minute. No, like, I still deserve to be romanced and fought <laughs> for and, like, all the things that, like, typically men will do, you know, the Romeo and Juliet story, right? But, like, why is it that we can't have that same approach to, like, our own parts? Even if it's, like, sex or beyond that. Like, yeah. friendship or, or whatever. Like, like, there shouldn't always be, there shouldn't be, like, a shortcut. Like, guys, we all, we all have our yeah. shortcuts, right? And it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Get to know me first. Like I'm a I'm yeah. a person. I'm not I'm not just a exquisitely crafted you know <laughs> body of marble to, to be. How long to, did she know this person? Uh, I had known her for a month or so. Like not not really long enough to for her to really like know me and my heart. Is, and I think is there like a particular timeline or like a. I don't know. Like, I, like I, when you feel like it's you, you're known. And yeah, like, yeah. I think it's an intentional thing, you know, where it's just like, okay, and that's the oh, the bummer of New York is like, there's no intention, intentionality. Like everyone's always looking over their shoulder for like grass is always greener. Like there's always somebody more beautiful or attractive or just like, uh, smart or cool or whatever. And so I think. When a, when a woman kind of like indicates intention of being like, yeah, like I'm, I'm interested in you and I want to stick around to like really actually get to know you and have something real with you. That's usually when I'm like, okay, cool. Like, obviously that doesn't always happen. Like we all, you know, have a, those yeah. nights where it's just like, okay, well, yeah, I guess we can go home together. But like, I never, ever feel good about because I'm always just like, well, that was totally meaningless. Like, you don't want to be the piece of me. Yeah, that, that, but also, like, I, in those moments, I was, I was the, the, the person treating her as the piece of me, right? Because, like, I didn't, I didn't put in the work Ooh. of getting to know her. Like, I just totally treated her like an object, right? Yeah. Or it's like something to be desired and owned and possessed for short amount of time and then okay got it there's the, there's the notch on the belt and I'm gonna go now like that sucks I don't it took me a while to like kind of rewrite that script for myself like to want to live differently because I realized like you know like there's something to be said sometimes if it's a mutual thing obviously where like both parties know like hey this is just like a fun thing right. that's one thing but because guys suck at communicating there's always that moment of just like, maybe that meant a little bit more to her or to you yeah. than it did to the other person. And like, oh, that sucks. I think part of the problem is just like, guys put opening up on like a pedestal. Like, it's like such an intimidating big thing for them, mm-hmm. whether it be fear or insecurity or just like being vulnerable. But it's a, and I feel like, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Like, you, it doesn't have to be, like, some sort of heavy, deep conversation every time you open up. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still joke around. It could be lighthearted, and you could still open up, right? Like, I could still be like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go to the beach with you guys today because I feel fat. Or, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like totally. it's just, like, if we're just, 
it could be casual and you could still be opening up and it doesn't have to be like this this daunting thing of like sitting down you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay we're gonna talk about serious some, stuff some cocktails yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be so formal and so right. like daunting like yeah i think that's like i don't know i because we we talk like that yeah 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 we casually talk about our insecurities and stuff but mm-hmm. for a lot of guys it's tough and i figure it's like yeah they're just like it's so daunting for guys mm-hmm. it should, really shouldn't be i think like one of the things i try to do and i you can see into this is like like for guys that have had that conversation with where there's kind of been this like established rapport of like okay you can tell me your shit and i'm gonna tell you my shit and like we're cool and there's this like trust there like something that i try to do is like literally ask like how's your heart doing because i don't think that that's a conversation that most guys are like it's good though like i have no idea what your reaction is when you receive those text messages but like that's that's me being like hey what's going on yeah. In your life, like, how are you doing? It's good Let's to know that, like, your friend is caring about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, like, sometimes you just don't know. It's like, well, mm-hmm. am I being weird? Like, yeah. It, do, do, does that person even like me anymore? It's kind of like, I mean, with all relationships, mm-hmm. you, you do have to, like, check up on your friends. Yeah, it takes work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so hard in New York, too, because everyone's so busy and focused on themselves, and that's not, like, such a bad thing, but, like, I think you do really have to be intentional about your relationships and kind of like um i like to somewhat talk about it in terms of like everyone has their own kind of like emotional well so to speak and like what is a well it's like well it's this particular spot where you can go in and you can go get water at certain depths and there's you know sometimes you'll discover like oh there's this new aquifer over here and so metaphorically speaking like i think it's important for guys to discover their own emotional like soul wells so to speak and like to go down in that darkness those scary places and be like oh man cool yeah or not cool like i didn't know that this was down there and uh, more often than not i think it's really hard to do by yourself you know and i think it takes like other guys not always guys but like you know again getting back to that like having somebody that you can really relate and identify with yeah it's really important to kind of like have that um, guy in your foxhole so to speak to kind of like navigate those things together and like maybe ask questions that you know kind of clear the dirt away and then you're like oh man there's some there's some gold down here yeah you know like um for me, like, being able to, for a long time, I, I realized that, like, I think I was looking to women for, like, an adventure. And I think, like, that's a cheat code that a lot of guys do to, like... What do you mean by adventure? So, I think in terms of, like, having something that you're, like, excited about, excited by, and passionate mm. about, and feel like, yeah, life is good right yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every guy and, and girl too has experienced that where like we and that's why like codependency is so unhealthy like when yeah. you make the guy or the girl the center of our universe like that is definitely like a one-way ticket to death yeah <laughs> you know, like um it's the ultimate cheat code though yeah it's the ultimate cheat code for sure and especially when you have the fucking like buffet of of tinder yeah. right where you can just okay well every night's a new adventure mm-hmm. right um and I think like that's what 
I think it's important for guys to even like um, talk to one another like about that stuff. Yeah. Like, hey man, like you know, I, I get it. You're kind of living the uh, the bachelor life right now, kind of playing fast and loose and, and doing that. But at what point are you gonna be like, yeah? What if what if you're um, sorry not to cut you off? Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, what if you're excited about someone that you emotionally click with? Oh, yeah. or, or like excited about like a, a long-term deep relationship yeah you know, like is that a bad thing is that codependency like i think it's something i've wondered about a lot because like excuse me those partnerships that you've had for like a long time or those marriages like at some point there is a level of codependency right yeah. like especially when like finances get merged and you both are on the hook for this mortgage and you both like created this kid that you're raising together like there's a there's a there's a level of codependency but i think it's an emotional there's there's like good healthy codependency mm-hmm. and like dangerous unhealthy codependency. what are examples so like i would say healthy means like like i love you and you are important to me and like what you think of me is important, mm-hmm. but you do not define me. You are not the last. Um, you don't have the final say on who I am as, as like a person. Yeah. And like more often than not, um, people fall into that trap. Yeah, where we're just like, we like totally take our question and like this, getting back to that book, Wild at Heart, like everybody has a question of like, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Yeah. Know? And men in particular, we take that question to to women more often than not, but also to our jobs. Mm. And like, so it, it, like having that, being able to identify, I think what to, what you're using to validate yourself yeah. as a man is really important because I think understanding it is like the first step and then kind of like making those steps to kind of move away from that and being like, wait a minute, I'm gonna start taking a little bit more and we take this more in-house, right? Yeah. And, like, I'm going to start to be the one to write the script about who I am and, like, what's important to me. Because when you're when you're not living that way, when you're living out of that, um, like, position of kind of, like, taking your question to either women or, or men or to your job or, you know, whatever it is, then you're giving that power of defining you and your value as a man, like, to that thing, which, yeah. as we all know, everyone's fickle, and, like, things end, and, you know, people break up or move on or jobs don't last or whatever. So, like, being able to to know inherently, like, who you are and how you're defined as a man, independent of all those things, like, that's the goal. I think that's the... You need a base. Yeah, you yeah. need that, that foundation of kind of, like, who you are yeah. and what... And knowing how you react in, like, scary situations. So, like, there was a period of my life where um, I was kind of faced with this situation that I was really, really terrified of. And metaphorically speaking, I was talking to my buddy about it. It's like, it feels like I'm standing at the top of a basement, a staircase. And, like, it's dark down there. And, like, there's, like, scary noises down in the basement. But I know I've got to go down. I know I have to go down in the basement and face whatever that thing is. Yeah. And like, so in terms of 
like what is a healthy codependency and unhealthy whatever like it, i think a lot of men have to answer that question of like who who am i yeah and like what is that what are the things that define me and like what are my fears and what is the what is the truest thing about me that's like independent of these other things like Ooh. you know like the the reason why and like if i say name your biggest heartbreak you're thinking about it right the reason why that is such a big deal and like soul crushing is because you allowed that person to define your value Ooh. and whether or not you were important enough to pursue and to, to chase right i believe it yeah 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 i know <laughs> we talk about it but like um and like you know those those things are i in the moment like i wish i had a little bit healthier of an outlook on like myself and my identity at the time but like sometimes you need to go through that shit you need to like buck up a little bit and be able to turn around and be like oh I won't do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, in terms of what, what's healthy, like, when you meet those people that you get excited about or that job that you're just like, oh, shit, cool, that's awesome. You, like, you have to wade into those waters with a, with a knowledge of who you are and, like, what's true about you and, like, who has the final say on, on your value and your self-worth as a man, right? Where it's, like, you you if you chase a girl or a job that you're really excited about you have to be like okay the chances of this not working out you know we'll say 50 50 right mm-hmm. and you have to have that conversation with yourself where it's like okay if this doesn't work out is my life going to be totally over you know is that going to be the, the mm-hmm. final word on like my story that i'm that i'm living and the other thing too is like to take into account like if you look at your life like a story like you want it to be something worth reading right? yeah so like the best parts of the story is when the, the hero like goes into the battle or faces the fear right yeah. like for me i'm always really inspired by like lord of the rings when like frodo or even bilbo like they're not cut out for it the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. adventure that they were thrust into right but they still like have to face those things mm-hmm. and like that's why like everyone laughs about the relationship between sam and frodo but like everybody needs their sam i'm gonna carry the load for you <laughs> um to help you get, get through those those things and like face those fears but ultimately like you have to be the one to like jump into those dark waters and be like okay go but like yeah in doing those things like it fortifies that foundation of, of who you are so like to your point like um you have to have those heartbreaks a few times before you start to like get it in your head like okay i'm con- every time i'm continuing to take my question to this girl where it's like you know am i good enough am i man enough for you am i valuable am i you know worth pursuing and then when she doesn't, and she's not obligated to ever, um, being able to like respond to that in an emotionally healthy way is like so important. And I think more often than not, because guys don't talk about that stuff with one another, we never learn 
Mm -hmm. So, like, having that emotional elasticity of being able to, like, you know, fall off the horse a little bit and then get back on when you have those, ah, man, actually April today. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's okay because there's other people out there in the world. There's other places, right? But even still, just being like, wait a minute, let me... Let me take a step back even further and question, like, what is the role of this thing, whether it's a girl or a job or whatever, in my life? And, like, is that going to be the focal point of my life, like, the most important and valuable thing that I have going on? And that's why I think it's, like, really important to have an adventure to share with somebody rather than making that person the adventure, right? So it's, like, a partnership that's why I, like i think as i've understood a, a little bit more about my heart and like what i'm looking for like i really am looking for that partner where i'm just like mm-hmm. okay i'm looking for a girl that can like be vulnerable and like jump into those dark places with me or me with her you know we navigate shit together and we both are like pressing into fears and like pushing each other and you know Hope like you all gotta go to Sauron. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the Sam, or she'll be the Sam. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the good story. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm about to cry over here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I should. Hell yeah, dude. I so I like, it's really hard for me to cry mm-hmm. because, because it was always, again, like very emotional kid and like so cry a lot you know if I would get in those situations where like if my dad was blowing me up or I was getting in trouble with my mom or whatever like I just become really really emotional to the point where I like I will tremble with like rage or sadness or whatever and like my only recourse as a kid was to stuff it down in my soul and like just be silent and I was never really allowed to defend myself a lot of times like emotionally and be heard and understood in that moment of like emotion and so I would always just like my recourse was okay I'm cutting you off like Mm. you don't get to enjoy me anymore like the silent treatment and like it took me a long time to realize like that was how I would deal with a lot of situations in my adult life, yeah. like, in my career and stuff like that, where, you know, you're in that hard conversation where like somebody just killed your idea or whatever. And like, you know, you're not really allowed to defend yourself or you don't feel like you're heard and I'll just shut down. Like that's the only mm-hmm. way. And so for me, like expressing my emotions has always been really hard, but I know it's down there, you know? And so I've been dealing with some back stuff for like nine months now. It's like really scary for me because like as an anxious person, I kind of go to the, all right, well, I'm going to write out this story and I'm going to predict the future. And like, obviously I'm going to end up having to get surgery and it's not going to go well. And I'm going to end up in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like that's where my head goes. And like, what a scary like story to be living in. And like, there are certain people that I can call on the phone and then I'll be like, I get one or two words into it, and then I'm just, like, just totally destroyed on the phone. Just, yeah. like, I'm crying on the phone. And, like, I feel like it's so important to have that person in your life where it's just, like, hey, 
let it out, man, because like that's a that's a much more healing way of expressing your emotions than going off and doing whatever else you want to do with it. You know? Yeah. And like, and I think that it is more interesting to me to have those types of friendships, whether it's with guys or or girls or whatever, where it's just like, hey, I'm not afraid of your emotions, and like I am honored that you feel safe enough to express them in a physical way in front of me, whether that's with words or with tears or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, if you want to cry, man, you go ahead. I like, <laughs> I think that is good and it's healthy and uh, I would be honored. I'm sure Neil would too. You know, share your yeah, tears. But, like, yeah, I was, on the, I was on the phone <laughs> yesterday <laughs> with my mom and just, like, talking about my, my back stuff. And I really value that she was willing to ask those questions of like, what do you feel like is the conclusion of this story for you? And she was asking me to go home again. And I'm in a wheelchair. Or like, I'm never going to be able to travel again. Or, you know, play with my kids or something. Or, or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. be active. And like, being able to have that person that you can like feel safe and like ask those questions and just be like, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not afraid of who you are. And like your emotions, and like we'll love you regardless. Oh, here's a question I wanted to ask before we wrap. When's the last time that you've told another man in a platonic or not platonic way that you love them? <laughs> and don't say dad, that's cheating. I feel like I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like even if it's just lighthearted, I, I say that a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I but notice that. how it's got to be lighthearted, right? Like you well, always got to like kind of be like, Love you, bro, or like you, you know. You mean like a like, like a proper like, dude? I, I love you. I appreciate yeah. you. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's that's well, I mean, when yeah. I say it to you, or like I say to like Carl or something, like, yeah. I mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's but not like, to say like you can't ever like you know kind of do like a casual yeah. like slap on the back like oh I love you. But yeah. I do think that there is. It's been a long time since like a proper like yeah. Yeah. What's well, like? What's the line though? Like, cause like I I don't know. I I I also say like, oh, I love you, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, if I'm even if I'm not like drunk or out yeah. feeling like something. our our group, I feel like says it a lot. Yeah, but but like, I I don't stare into other people's eyes. I mean, this. you don't have to like <laughs> you know hold them in a close embrace and you know. Oh, I love <laughs> you. I love you. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. Even if it's just like casually on the phone, like when you're when you just wrapped a check-in conversation with your buddy, and it's like mm. love you, man. Yeah. Or in a text message. Yeah. I O Y. I O Y. What's that? Just I I I love you. I O Y. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. I O Y. Oh Oh I O Y. Yeah yeah. But yeah, like ponder that. You know what I mean? And that's like, um, I don't know, are we wrapping on time here shortly? We actually I, I, are. I had some thoughts, like in terms of thoughts I would want to say to close out. Oh, like, yes, please. Some please, homework yeah. for all the guys listening and for the girls listening as well. Like, a challenge is like, ask your, your buddies or your partners, like, tell me about your fears. Mm. What are you afraid of? Like, your deepest, darkest fears. And I'll say mine, like, I'm afraid of abandonment. Like I'm afraid that I will die alone and or never be loved like by somebody other than my family. 
and like a lot of that comes from just like my parents being divorced when I was a kid and like being alone a lot of times like that's and, and like rejection too and that stuff like piled up, piled up anyway so that's my fear right and I'm comfortable sharing it with you guys and with whoever listening but homework for for you guys is like what is that what is that fear for you that like the deep dark thing you don't want to talk about yeah and like talk about it with your your buddies or your partner or whatever and like encourage everyone listening to start to intentionally pursue one another on like an an emotional like heart level yeah and and yourself cherish your body that yeah Yeah, for sure wow Corey that was a was very emotional. Yeah, it was. It was we got probably the most emotional. Yeah. We got deep, y'all. Yeah. We're FaceTiming for those listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy, too. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hug later. Yeah, we'll probably yeah, hug. We're going to eye on Yeah. It's hard in the I physical, like, <laughs> like, composition to hug right now. Yeah. 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 I'm not scared to hug. Yeah, yeah. We should okay. do, like, a video one yeah, where it's just, like, we show the proper way for, to dudes, du- for dudes to hug properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Beer hug. Oh, we did it last night. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Dylan. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dylan! You son of a bitch. So good. Yeah. The little flex, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. There's gotta be flexing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. nothing says manly like a sweaty... <laughs> Close-up of the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's we're, great. We're gonna do this again in two weeks? Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you then. Stay cool out there, y'all. Oh, I, 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 oh,